Good morning, multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. This is John Pica, the prophet of pop culture. You can call me Johnny. And I am going to give you my quick review of Morbius and Sonic 2. And we're going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, can't be that original. Hey there, friends and foes. Welcome into the Virtual Rec Room. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, I'm just going to take a few minutes to share with you my thoughts about a couple of new movies, Morbius and Sonic 2. They've both come out in the last month, and I've been privileged to see both of them in the movie theaters. Morbius, I want to talk about first because... There's been a lot of hate, a lot of shade thrown on this film, and I really feel like it's unwarranted. So, unpopular opinion time, I really enjoyed Morbius. Now, let me set this up and cue it up. First of all, I did not get to see it opening weekend because I was performing myself. I was on stage. I was doing events. So, I had to wait until the next weekend, the second weekend to see it. I went to the drive-in theater by myself with my dog, Handsome Jacks. We had a ball at the drive-in theater. First of all, I love drive-in theater. I love the experience of driving up in front of the big screen. I love the concessions that, you know, you can get a full meal. I just, there's all kinds of nostalgia and memories from my youth that come rushing back when I go to the drive-in theater. And with today's technology, listening to it through your car audio, if you have a great car sound system, it's sometimes better than the theater experience. That having been said, we went and saw it at the drive-in theater and I love the experience. Now, I am a huge MCU movie fan. I am a huge vampire movie fan. And the first thing I want to say is that I did not feel like Morbius was a very good Marvel movie. However, I did think it was an excellent vampire movie. I am a child of the 80s. And one of the greatest films of the 1980s in the top five is The Lost Boys. And you can go back and listen to my episode on the top films of the 1980s as voted by our fans. And Lost Boys is in the top five. And this whole movie felt like an homage to The Lost Boys. So after I watched the movie, I went back and I did some research, and sure enough, 
Some interviews with the director cited Lost Boys as a huge source of inspiration. And there's one scene in particular where the character Milo is looking for Michael Morbius and he's calling out, Michael! Oh, Michael! And that was a direct homage to the Lost Boys when David is looking for Michael. And that's how he calls to him, Michael. Anyway, I really found this movie to be quite enjoyable. I had a great time. And for me, it brought back all of that great nostalgia of the Lost Boys. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say it's one of my favorite vampire movies ever. A lot of people are going to say, well, it's not as good as Interview with a Vampire. And I'm going to say, you're right. As a film, it is not as good. But as an enjoyable popcorn moment, I had more fun. I loved the origin story. I thought Jared Leto's acting was flawless. His physicality, and of course he is a... You know, he is a method actor, and a lot of people get frustrated with him on the set because when he was on the set, he was always walking with those crutches or insisting on being pushed in a wheelchair. And that's his thing. That's how he gets into character. And some of the greatest actors of all time have been method actors, but other people think that it's kind of a, you know, kind of a scuzzy thing to do, kind of a creepy thing to do. Regardless, I thought he delivered a phenomenal performance. And the change in his character, in his physicality, is is brilliant. I, I'm just I'm just going to put it out there. For all of the for all of the shortcomings that he had as the Joker in the Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad minus the the first Suicide Squad movie, for all of his shortcomings. This movie really showcased the full range of his ability and did it in a spectacular way. I I liked the uh the storyline with Matt Smith as Milo and the juxtaposition of best friends slash blood brothers becoming rivals and enemies. I didn't feel like the uh, romantic parts of the story were forced. I um, I really loved, really loved the um, the way they demonstrated Morbius's powers with the echolocation and using the smoke effect to uh, you know show the speed how it's almost he he moves so fast that it's almost like teleportation. You know, calling back to Nightcrawler from the X-Men. And I, I liked how in the final fight between he and Milo, that they used different colors to represent the two characters with the smoke. The one complaint I have about the movie, this is a minor complaint. I did think the final fight was shot too dark. The, the lighting was too dark. It was hard to follow the characters. And that's why I kind of liked using the different colors of the smoke uh, with, with, the, with the two characters because you could tell them apart. But still, the, the lighting was just not right. Uh, 
And, you know, I have to call back to Lovecraft Country. That television show was shot so beautifully. It was, it was miraculous. Even shots that took place at the dead of night were clear and crystal and well lit in a way that didn't take you out of the moment. And I wish more filmmakers would pay attention to that and emulate that style because it was great. I I liked everything about the movie except for the post-credit scenes. I'm not going to spoil them. All I'm going to say is that they felt tacked on, they felt sloppy, and they felt like they really didn't make sense to the character or to the story. And I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to connect it to the MCU. But remember, this is not an MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. This is a Sony-verse movie. And... Like I said, as a Marvel movie, I don't think it's a very good Marvel movie, but I thought it was an excellent vampire movie. And for me, it's going to rank right up there in the top three or four vampire movies that I've seen, and I've seen them all. I'm going to put it maybe number four. I'm going to put Lost Boys first. Uh, the original Bela Lugosi Dracula second. I'm going to put uh, Interview with a Vampire third, only because it is an outstanding film filled with Academy Award winning performances. And I'm going to put Morbius fourth, above Underworld, above Dusk Till Dawn, above Bram Stoker's Dracula, above, um, above, uh, John Carpenter's Vampires, I thought it was just an outstanding film. Certainly not worthy of the hate. I think that the people who are calling it trash and who are just dogging it online actually haven't seen it. I I don't think that they've actually gone to see it. It's certainly better than anything that the DC Extended Universe has done, in my opinion, and uh, I think it's worth watching. Go see it in the theater if you can. If you can't, when it comes out on streaming or DVD, Blu-ray, pick it up. Watch it. Enjoy it for what it is. It is a popcorn movie. And I think if you go in understanding that as a Marvel movie, eh, not so good. But as a vampire movie, it's one of the best. I even put it above Blade. And there's a whole litany of reasons for that. Um, Primarily, I always felt like Wesley Snipes' performance as Blade was very stale and stilted. And that's a whole other episode of the show. Go see Morbius. Let me know what you think about it. Post your comments on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups. It's the... Back of the Cereal Box, Saturday Morning Rec Room, or you can post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cereal Box Podcast, or send us an email at cerealboxpodcast at gmail.com, or better yet, post a voice message here on this episode. We will play it on air on the next episode of Back of the Cereal Box. All right, now on to Sonic 2. I 
saw Sonic 2 the Sunday night after it opened. Went with my son, Nicholas. We were big fans of the first Sonic movie. And ironically, we saw the first Sonic film in the same drive-in that I just saw Morbius. And had a ball. Had a blast. I thought the first Sonic movie was phenomenal. It saw the return of the Jim Carrey that we all know and love. I thought it was a great way to adopt a video game character without trying to mimic the video game. Sonic 2, however, for me, fell flat. I'm going to be honest with you and just tell you that it felt like they were trying to really capture as many Easter eggs to the video games as possible. They were really trying to adopt the themes of the games, and it just did not work for me. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that I fell asleep three times in this movie. The standout parts of the movie were Jim Carrey's performance as Dr. Robotnik. I wanted more of him, and I wanted less of Sonic Tails has always annoyed me in the video games, and as a character in this movie, he annoyed me even further. And the motivation for bringing Tails into the film made zero sense. They brought in Knuckles, and the method and the motivation for bringing in Knuckles, again, made zero sense. I like some of the ideas. I like the idea that Spoiler alert, Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails are going to be a, a clan of warriors to protect the universe or, you know, to guard the emeralds or, you know, kind of like an Infinity Watch if you're a fan of the Marvel comics. Um, there were, I can see where some kids, kids would enjoy this movie. I think this is a good movie for your preteens and younger. I think there's a lot of fun moments in the movie, but not like the first film. They just did not, for me, recapture the magic of the first Sonic movie. I don't mind them introducing new characters, but bringing in cartoon video game characters into the real world, it's just a difficult proposition. And they address the fact that people now know who Sonic is in the real world. They recognize him. They tried to turn it into a family movie, like a, a movie about family, and that for me just did not work. To me, this movie felt a lot like the Tom and Jerry movie. And the human story portions of it just made little to no sense. I, you know what? I, I would have rather they had just transported the characters into Sonic's video game universe and had the same story, but in that universe with those rules, with those um, that world building, that would have made more sense to me. Maybe I need to see it again. Because I did it, it, it bored me, and I fell asleep three times. I'm not going to tell you not to go see it. 
I'm just going to tell you that for my money, I wish I had waited until it came out free on streaming. I would love to hear your comments. Um, I would love to know what you thought about the characterizations, the voice actors. Do you agree that the best part of the movie was Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik? That's how I feel. And do you feel like the human element of the story was really inconsequential and really didn't make much sense and really didn't need to be there? I would love to hear your comments. As I mentioned before, you can post them in our Facebook group at the Saturday morning rec room, the back of the cereal box, Saturday morning rec room, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash cereal box podcast, or send us an email cereal box podcast at gmail.com or click the button below and leave us a voice message right here on the broadcast let us know what you think. Do you agree? Was Sonic 2 lackluster or do you think it was the best film of the year? And let's put it up against Morbius. Which one did you think was the better movie? Which one did you enjoy more? I can't wait to hear your comments. That's my quick review of Morbius and Sonic 2. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family to come join the fun. Go to Apple iTunes or to uh, Spotify. Post a review. Make it good. Reviews help us and you can uh, help us as well. And if you enjoy our programming, become a patron. Become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash pod. You can contribute $5, $10, you know, buy us a bowl of cereal, buy us a box of cereal. Your contributions help us continue to do live events, to upgrade equipment, to produce more quality broadcasting just for you. Also, if you like our theme song, make sure you check out The Murdering Crows on Amazon, Google Music, and Apple Music, The Murdering Crows, Four Bad Crows, they did our theme song, Can't Beat Original, and uh, they are fantastic. You'll love that record. One last thing, if you like what you hear, you can always watch us live Saturday mornings on YouTube and Facebook, or go back and watch the replay and see what we're talking about, see the new loot that we uh, showcase, and join the chat Become a part of the show. Anyway, guys and gals, thanks for joining me this morning. Hope you guys have a great D, D, a great day. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.